All right, well, I think we will uh, begin in three, two, one. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello. Uh, hey, you. Stop in my interruptions. I am the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming blog, Zachary Oliver. <laughs> and with me today are two special guests. One of them's name begins with a T, and the other one's name begins with an E. T-E, Tournament Edition. <laughs> Boom! Hey, uh, alphabetical goes first, so go first, E. Um, <laughs> hi, I am E. E, E-I-C for A-I-G. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> what is your e- actual... E-T, phone, ho. I'm, I'm Elijah Beam, editor-in-chief at Artistry Games. What is the true name of your inner child? <laughs> what is the true name of my inner child? <laughs> I, I... Can I ask for the question to be reworded? Yes, what's your real name? <laughs> my real name is Elijah Beam. Okay, this intro is going well. And who's the other guest's name? <laughs> Well, the T stands for Ted, and that's Wild Man Ted. Wow. Ted Loring. Ted Loring. <laughs> Living down in the, the wilderness of the South. Down here in Charlotte, where there's no snow. Not like what you got up there, Zachary. Yes, I'm literally buried. I have uh, 50 inches of snow sitting outside my house. It's very difficult to get out. <laughs> that's a whole lot of white stuff. <laughs> Still not as bad as Fifty Shades of Grey. No. Not quite as bad. Not touching that one. <laughs> no. No, Ted. Do not touch. Do not touch it. No touching allowed. <laughs> Haven't read it. Don't know nothing about it. I'm glad uh, you don't. It must be about photography. That's all I can think. Yeah. There well, are that's many exactly shades. what it's about. <laughs> or monochrome monitors. <laughs> well, that's the secret. Back before there was color, we had 50 shades of gray. (laughs) Our black and white friends. What in the world? Are you going to put this in a tag, like 50 shades of gray as a tag for this podcast? Please don't. Okay, here's our opinion on 50 shades of gray. No opinion. Yeah, because I have no idea what it's about, but people talk about it. And we are not going to talk about it, because this is a video game podcast. (laughs) Have you gotten this far from video games as we could so far? Let's, uh, Let's rein ourselves back in. We're going to talk about what we've been playing this week. Now, who would I'm like finding to go my center? I'm finding my center. All right, Ted, find your center. Elijah, <laughs> talk about all the Star Wars things you've been playing. All the Star Wars things. Um, well, actually, recently I've pretty much been playing Empire War. I was getting reacquainted with it because there was a new mod coming out that adds, you know, originally it was a very bare bones 4X strategy game, very limited, but um, a mod adds. AI sub-factions and all sorts of other things, but then I started playing the new mod and I was like, it's like I'm playing a different game and it feels like I'm going to be starting over from scratch. I'm going to just go back to Endless Legend now. <laughs> uh, can you explain what Empire War is for those of us who don't have a good understanding of what it is other than a Star Wars 4X well, okay. game? It requires a little context I'll get through quickly. First, there was Star Wars Rebellion, which was basically think Crusader Kings 2, but for Star Wars and with less incest. Real-time so strategy game? Uh, kind of. It was. And then Empire War is the exact opposite. There's almost no diplomacy or depth to it. It is just straight-up conquest. It is a real-time strategy game 
where you're fighting for dominance across the galaxy. The expansion pack adds pirates, who are apparently now a united faction who can take over the entire galaxy. Hmm. And um, basically, the biggest summary I could give for my experience with Empire War is, I feel so much worse for the Empire now. Seriously, it sucks to be them. Because <laughs> everyone is picking on you, even though you're trying to just keep things stable. Hmm. <laughs> I had rebels basically destroy the main revenue center of the galaxy. It's like... These are supposed to be the good guys, and they're being really big pains in the arse. Aren't the, aren't the Empire like a bunch of racists? Not in my Empire. We weren't. We were pretty okay with anybody. Equality. They were tolerant, and they were diverse. That might explain why you weren't a very good Empire. Well, that plus we get ambushed. You hear about the Imperial Navy in the movies, right? Yeah, it doesn't exist unless you are a build order master in this one. That's unfortunate. It costs, like... Every week, you can buy one Star Destroyer when you start out with, unless you max out everything to the best capability of producing credits and producing units. And then, that's all your money going into that, not going into infantry. It goes all from the same pool. And while you can pause and speed up the game, there's no turn-based aspect to it at all. The space battles are actually quite fun, if you can get it right, because every ship has a critical hit point and stuff like that. It works really well. So Ground wait, battles are, suck. Wait, so is this like just turn based, or is there real time strategy stuff in it? It's too? all. Re- I'm saying it's none of it's turn based. Okay, none of this is turn based. None whatsoever. of it is turn based. It would be so much better, I think, if it was turn based. So things are always happening. That kind of game. Uh, yeah, except for when you enter a ground battle, then... Um, oh, yeah, everything's suspended so that you can see the mm-hmm. result of the conflict. Okay, that makes sense. The problem is that this can actually get screwed up, because if you're sending multiple fleets around all at once, and they're all landing, you get stuck into a chain of scenarios suddenly popping off left and right, left and right, without you being able to stop any of it. Ah, that's not fun. For a while there, I thought you were talking about this game my friend is playing on his phone that he's trying to build a city and defend it from people attacking it. Oh, that's it. It's more like Clash of Clans. But it's Star Wars, whatever Yeah, it, it, it's Clash of Clans reskinned as Star Wars, which isn't actually oh. the first time that's happened. Um, Star Wars Empire, uh, Star Wars um, Galactic Battlegrounds is basically Age of Empires with aircraft and Jedi, which is, actually turns out a lot better. Seriously, it's really popular. It's one of the ones they brought back with GOG. All I know is, every once in a while, his phone sounds like R2-D2, and it's letting him know that something <laughs> happened in the game. You know, that was a terrible R2-D2. R2-D2 series, phones. <laughs> that was the worst R2-D2 ever. I say R2, that stunk. That was the worst, even more worse, C-3PO. Goodness. Who else can you do a bad impression of? Do a bad one? Uh, how about... Jar Jar Binks. Do Jar Jar Binks. Me also like Jar Jar Binks. That's actually a pretty decent co- Yeah, that was. Oh, of course, I can do the annoying ones well. Great. Uh, can you do Akbar? Akbar? Wait. It's a trap. No? So, so? Rocky, um, um, you need to sound Rocky. more like a, a calamari. You need, to, you need to sound like you have gills. Like your entire mouth Make is vibrating. Make the sound of a Drinking <laughs> in the middle of it. <laughs> I've got to take a crap. <laughs> well, he had he has digestion issues. Yeah. Can you place him in any Star Wars game? Um, actually, he's one of the most powerful units in the original Empire War, even and even in the debuffed uh, Rebellion in the Forces of Corruption expansion. 
Yeah. He just there. walks also, over and touches Oh, also, Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight. He's a um, uh, character model. He's actually one of the more annoying ones, although Lando Calrissian still remains the most deadly. Also, bit of trivia. The guy who played Lando in the movies redid all of Lando's lines in Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Billy D. Williams That's is right. now immortalized in the video game as not only being the most cheap and efficient killer of everyone in bot mode. <laughs> Seriously, his bot is the most lethal. It kills anything else. If you basically put two teams of Landos against each other, it's like watching a pro match. <laughs> so Can Billy you D. You Williams. you guys try to sound like Chewbacca? Oh. That's what I'm wondering. Does Billy Williams actually, destroy the world? In um, one of them, though. Um, Galactic Battlegrounds, you could play as the Wookiees and the Gungans for once. And Galactic the scary thing is the Gungans were actually effective. What oh, about the Galactic ones that hold the, hold the stick over their heads and go, Oh, no, the Wookiees are... they. They're their aircraft. They were on the sand wherever they were on. They will mess you up. What were they called? They they like they hit Luke Skywalker and then they go. Oh, Tuscan Raiders, yeah. Tuscan Raiders, there you go. Alpha <laughs> 2, you can actually play as them versus the Jawas. Although the Jawas always win. What? Yeah, of course. The Jawas have guns that can stun them, so it's actually Oh, okay. Guns. You can so also hunt Ewoks as Imperial Stormtroopers. Now also, that, um, the Imperial Sport Troopers lose by default, oh, unless you are uh, playing. <laughs> that's unfortunate. All right, well, Ted, what have you been playing this week? Well, this week, uh, you know, we're talking about Star Wars, so I'm going to put it into Star Wars lingo. I've been playing uh, Episode Four, where, uh, you know, we're like the, the Rebels going against the Didact and fighting against the Covenant, and ah. he's... He's flying in his ship through these uh, this big thing round like a Death Star, but it's not. And uh, I'm, I've been playing Halo Four. I'm on Chapter Nine. Wait, I'm are you spoiling Halo, Halo 4, Four for me? Man, whoops, whoops. <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell us you were playing Halo Four. We could go up with you, but man, I mean, there's even lightsabers, kinda, in this game. Come to think of it. Huh. But anyway, I'm so close to. Finishing this disc, I've played all the way through Halo 1, 2, 3, and 4, and tonight's the night, I'm telling you. Tonight's the night! Whoa! I'm going to try to beat Halo 4. <laughs> so, uh, so how did you like the whole Master Chief collection, going from the first one to the last one? Oh, your oh Master it's Chief. been a ball. It's been fun. So you've never played any Halo games at all? Only thing I had done before was I played all of the way through Halo 1 on the Xbox, original Xbox. I did the whole thing co-op with my son. So basically all I did was follow him around while he killed everything. <laughs> he was just like crazy. He's like, I'm going to the room. And I'd be like, oh, well, I shot one thing. But, but it was fun. Those are good times. Matter of fact, he helped me play the end of Halo 1 because it's, it's a little dicey yeah, by yourself. It's tough. Trying to shoot the rocket launchers through these vent things. Was that a spoiler? <gasps> no, 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 no. Okay. The only thing that uh, is a spoiler is anything in Halo 4, but not like I care because Halo is just shooting stuff anyway. <laughs> the lore well, is not my concern. When yeah, it it's a new enemy, and they're they're really kind of a pain because they're sort of a matter, antimatter oh, yeah, or something. The Prometheans aren't a spoiler. Everybody knows about them now. What's a Prometheans? Okay. The Prometheans are See, essentially... See, don't explain it. It's a spoiler. 
He was a forerunner, whoever the guy was that's the didact. I think he's a forerunner. So they were the people that designed the original Halos. See, like how I do this circle? No one can see that, but <laughs> this is, these things are called Halos. So wait, see, there are a group of autodidacts that teach themselves things really fast. I don't know, but the, it does fit the word. <laughs> I, I agree. Didact means teach, but they're not very much teaching. They're pretty much, I'm going to teach you how to die. So they're the worst teachers ever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm going to learn you something. They don't sound like that, though. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> sort of. I've been living in the South too long. If they all had Man, accents. I'm a didact, and I'm going to kick your rear end if you don't get back over here, son. It's the Southern Preacher didact. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to burn. I'm tell you right now. So, But literally, I really am at almost the end here. I'm going through a bunch of... Uh, hallways, and I think I think I don't know because I don't know anything about it. I don't watch Let's Plays or anything like that. I just You're play the, the game. End. I'm yeah. near the end for sure. Yeah, I because I do know the final chapter is called Epilogue, so I'm pretty sure that's not going to have a lot of <laughs> gameplay in it. All right, this is the funnest epilogue I've ever played. So many developers cheat with that epilogue thing, as uh, if yeah. like it's not the last stage. Hey, man, we can say that, uh, you know, our game's got ten chapters in it. But really, the last one's a big, long cutscene. <laughs> or it takes, like, an hour to finish the epilogue. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, that could happen, too. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's pretty much all I've played, other than I've been playing the Plants vs. Zombies on my Xbox 360. Huh. How do you like and- it? Oh, it's very addictive and very fun. I actually beat it once through, and now I'm going through a second time. But what I've gotten kind of stuck on, or not stuck on, but enjoyed, is growing my little Zen garden. Because when you have your little garden growing, they produce coins, and then you can produce coins to uh, you know buy all the all the stuff. But it's just sort of gratifying. Actually, what I've done is. I've mentioned before, hopefully nobody at work listens to this podcast, that I have my Xbox 360 at work uh, going through my monitor. And what I've been doing for the past week is I've had it on that garden. And what you can do with the garden is you, there's a snail you can buy, and the snail just goes around and picks up coins. So it looks like I just got a screensaver, you know, <laughs> of this garden and the snail picking up coins. Oh, that's really good. While I'm working. Yeah. I am one. Nice. I think Plants vs. Zombies is really good. What I is? I Plants vs. Zombies, really good game. Oh yeah, yes. I saw it at Staples of all places, and <laughs> I played it for like thirty minutes. And then when I got home, and I was like, I need to play this more. <laughs> I just first, went up and bought it. The first system I played it on was actually the PlayStation Vita, because I think it was free with PSN. Oh, and touchscreen. Yeah, much yeah, easier I, with touchscreen or mouse and keyboard. Yeah. It's not too, as good with a controller, but it's still it's very playable. I mean, it's a lot of fun. If it it's funny because if it came out for the Xbox One, I would probably buy it again just to play it again on a different system and get all <laughs> new achievements. Because I'm trying to get all the achievements. I'm you know I'm kind of stuck on getting these Xbox achievements. So oh. the latest one was to grow a wisdom tree, which gives you hints as you keep fertilizing it but to grow it until it's 100 feet tall. So I had to raise like 200,000 little <laughs> gold coins or whatever to do it. That's a lot. Well, you know, that's why I had it on all day with a little snail just racking in the dough. <laughs> well, uh, Ted's adventures at uh, fooling people at work. 
Oops. I mean, it's a screensaver. I'm not really playing it. You know, it's just on. Yeah, you're just helping yourself. You're just you're, you're, you're the general manager of your Zen Garden. You're the general yes, exactly. manager of your Zen Garden. You can write it's, it on your resume in the future. It is actually very possible, by the way, to do uh, help desk support, a phone call, and set up another machine for somebody else to use all at the same time and have the little garden going. <laughs> I, am, I used to play Guild Wars and do help tech support. Yeah. I'm a living Windows. I multitask. <laughs> I mean, I'm practically like Bill Gates in my DNA. You are Bill Gates, Ted. That's right. I'm filthy rich, and I'm curing the world of disease. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, in Africa. No, he's doing good things. I'm, I'm just joking. You're insulting billionaires. What will you do next? <laughs> I'm throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> Let's see what your billions of dollar resources can do against me and my video game room. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a loser. All right. Okay, I think That's I was all playing for me. things. How about you, man? I think I was playing things. Wait, you were playing some fighting game. No, I barely have any time to play anything. But this is what I did play, World of Warcraft. <laughs> it's kind of a yeah. cheat. Favorite. Have you played with your family or did you play by yourself? Uh, my mom and my dad were playing player versus player stuff. And they were like, Warcraft. you should try this Ashran thing. It's really cool. They're like, it's 100 versus 100 combat, and everybody's doing crazy things, and enemies are appearing everywhere. It's great. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll try this. And so basically we've been playing like an hour or two a night just sitting in this giant battleground where everything is exploding, and enemies are coming from the sky, and giant rock monsters are attacking, and we're either pushing or pulling back on this central road. It's really crazy, and it requires zero skill. But but it is a lot of fun. But you're doing so much thinking right now with the accounting classes, right? Yeah, yeah. That's mostly where my time's been spent right now. <laughs> and you're taking some sort of fast track course where you're going to be a full fledged accountant in like three weeks, right? No, more like three years. We'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. I was just joking. I know it takes more than that. <laughs> more like three years. But I did play one other thing, which was uh, Super Mario 3D World. On um, what system? It, the, the one Wii with U? the cats? Yes, the one with the cats. Oh, Mario yeah. has a cat power yeah, up. That's, that's how I remember it. It's the one with the cats. You know what? It's uh, it's pretty pretty darn good. I'm yeah, there's something about those games. I haven't played the one on the Wii U, but I did play it on the... Was it the 3DS? That... Yeah, there was a 3DS well, no. one. It's not the same game, though, right? No, it's similar, though. Yeah. It's like a weird combination of the 2D and the 3D games. Right. Yeah. And it's very enjoyable, though. I mean, yeah. it was great in 3D, if I may say so. So I am surprised at how well done it is, because I don't particularly love Mario Galaxy. I think they're right. kind of... I'm not alone anymore! What? You have no idea how long I've been waiting to hear someone else who didn't actually love Galaxy. Yeah, Brian Hall is going to kill me, but here we go again. I'm going to talk bad about Galaxy. <laughs> Uh, I like it fine. I'm not opposed to it. It's okay. I, I just don't like it when the bunnies or the penguins or the bees or various other NPC creatures tell me how the to babies. use the A button to jump. It, it, I mean, once you get about three-fourths of the way through the game, the penguin tells you how to jump. I, I don't need the incessant tutorializing. Yes! 
and among other things and the star chips and uh, mostly obstacles and Mario's momentum and a bunch of other things I could complain about. But this 3D world game kind of fixes all that. It's just very straightforward. You go in, you play the level. The game doesn't say, hey, do this, do this, do this. You know, John, I don't have to read text. Anybody could play it. You know. Now, I remember playing it on the 3DS, and it turned out to be a much bigger game than a, what I originally thought. I thought I was going to Bowser's Castle at the end and beating him, and it turned out that that was maybe not the halfway point, but there was a lot more game to be played after that. Yeah, so, I don't even – I haven't gotten that far. I'm like a yeah. world three, so I'm barely anywhere. But so far, it's been really cool, and it feels like it keeps getting longer. I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but uh, I've actually only beaten one Mario game in my life. Which one? Mario 2 on the NES. So you beat the hardest one? Interesting choice. That is one of the harder ones to beat. I don't know why. I just was it was one I was able to keep at it and beat it. And I mean, I beat it, you know, on the NES, not on an emulator or something where I could do a a game save type of a deal. Huh. So were we talk about um are we talking about Super Mario Brothers 2, like the English release one? Or the yes, the one, the one that's really another game. Yeah. It was one, another game in Japan. Doki Doki Panic. Called. Doki Doki Panic, yes. <laughs> so, and, and you know, it's an enjoyable game. I don't know why it's the one game that I beat, but I cannot beat Mario games. The, the difficulty in platforming gets beyond my skill level. Huh. You should Sorry. try Galaxy. I think I think just about anyone could beat Galaxy. Not to say anything about your video games. I'm skills. playing that. I mean, I have it downstairs on the Wii. I play it some every once in a while. Probably too far apart to remember the controls, which is it goes against me. But I've got like 35 stars or so on it. So oh, you need like 60 something. So you're almost yeah. more than halfway through. Yeah, yeah I'm going through it. You can do it, Ted. You can do it. I don't know why you guys are encouraging me to play a game that you don't even like. Wow, thanks. Doesn't matter. It's still a Mario you, game. It's you want to encourage me to eat liver next or something? What's what? No, no, no. Ew, <laughs> no it's no. like it's like on the pantheon of Mario games. It's one of the worst ones. Super but Mario all, Galaxy. But I all Mario yes. games are great. I don't know if uh, that's what I would hear people say if I was. Listening to a top ten Mario games, I think the Galaxy game would be in the top five for a lot of people. Yeah, well, I know. we're not a lot of other people. Yeah, we're weird. Yeah, I know that. Super I'm the guy who likes Syndicate. Apparently, I'm the weird. <laughs> Let me get my yeah. smart person glasses on. Here are the lone just so wolf. I can tell you. See, wow. we have now hipsterized. Man, all, all of right. a sudden your IQ all just right, shot everyone. up. All right, everyone. Mario Galaxy is not very good. It must be real now because yeah. he's wearing glasses. <laughs> yes, and wearing a million glasses, voices man. cried out and will never <laughs> silence. All right. Well, I've resolved that for everyone. And I also bought the Metroid Prime trilogy because it was ten bucks this week. And I did too, even though I own it. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's, that's worse. <laughs> Why did you buy it again? It was ten bucks. <laughs> Just because it was ten dollars, you should have gotten Super Mario Galaxy two. That was ten bucks the week before. I got it too. I oh, haven't goodness. played it yet. Goodness. Well, you know, I have a external hard drive that I added to my Wii U, and I've not been able to really put anything on it. So I was finally like, "Yeah, ten bucks. I'm going to fill my hard drive up with something." <laughs> That's my motivation. Uh, I'm going to play that someday. 
And I wish I had done the uh, boxing game. I think that was ten dollars too. The punch out? Punch, yeah. punch out for Wii. Yeah, that's good. I like that one. I should have got it, but I don't think I did. You know, you can get it for like ten bucks. The box copy. It's really cheap because it was part of the like twenty buck collection. So you should be able to find a physical copy for around that price. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not money. too much. Maybe not as cheap as my Alone in the Dark that I bought for Wii for two ninety nine. <laughs> no, you know what? You overpaid. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Man, I got taken advantage of at the game store because I bought Alone in the Dark for Wii. Yeah, the problem was two ninety nine. The problem was using uh, you were using actual currency. You should have <laughs> traded him for like I don't know a piece of a donut or like used <laughs> chewing gum because I think that would be a better way. Well, I, I should have said, hey, I need to go to the bathroom and there's no toilet paper there. You'd be like, here, take this alone in the dark. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a cup. <laughs> I'm willing to party you, whatever comes out. <laughs> I can't wait to play it, really, because I own a copy of it. Mm. All right. Well, <laughs> I, how do we get on that? I do I not know. know. But... All right. What was our topic? Does anyone Our remember? topic is supposed to be Star Wars games. But you but just talked about Star Wars. Um, a charity bundle right now for UNICEF um, for Star Wars Force for Change. Okay, so let's each pick a Star Wars game we like. All right. Oh, boy. That you would like to talk about in specific. And, and it also, could be any Star Wars game from the beginning of time to now. Okay, that makes it easier. <laughs> well, you and I'm going to contribute in a different way. I, I'm going to just try. I mean, I'm literally going to try to... Just not talk about because, as we were discussing before recording, that I have as well, as many of them as I possibly could. I even got some of those Lucas Learning ones from back when they were trying to make edutainment games. Is that when they had like the big heads, big headed? Star oh no, Wars no, 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 no! That that one I don't want to get. That one I don't want to get. It was apparently <laughs> so atrocious that they gave up on porting it to other systems. Oh goodness, you're reminding me Pod Racing. Episode 1 Pod Race. That one is still awesome. I actually tried that on my XP oh. machine recently. It still kicks I love that game. It rocks. Okay, but first, I'm going to try and play a little Star Wars on a piano here. So hold on a second. Oh my, here we go. You, dinner and the show. That's <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, good sir. I messed up on the last chords there, but you got the idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty, good. pretty good, man. I am multifaceted. <laughs> and right, we're now we're you guys can talk I, I brought some culture into the podcast. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. All right, so, uh, Star Wars games. I think I'll start because I went, I always go last. This time I'm going first. All right, so Star Wars games that I liked. I'm going to say Star Wars Episode One Racer was pretty good. Shadows on, of the Empire is my most On nostalgic. what system? Uh, I think they were both on N64. Shadows okay. of the Empire was really good, even though it's, like, strange. <laughs> it's oddly designed, and, yeah, back in the day. I like Shadows of the Empire. But I think the one that I actually thought was a, a good game in retrospect was Republic Commando. Oh my gosh, yes. I was immediately thinking, if I had to pick one, I was going to be talking about that one. Oh, of course. Here we go. Synchronicity. But uh, <laughs> Republic Commando was like a FPS that was released in 2005 or something. I remember 
getting a bootlegged copy of it. Because when you buy things off eBay, you tend to get different things than you bargained for. <laughs> Especially I'm if you're not trying familiar to get, with that experience. If you're trying to get low priced things that oh, have just yeah. come out, you don't mm. want to spend fifty bucks. So you go online, you go, <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna get it for like twenty bucks and then it comes and then you get the case and you're like, Hey, what is this game in Russian? <laughs> hey, wait a minute! This looks like you it was done on an inkjet. Republic Commando. <laughs> I have a Russian copy of Republic Commando. Yes. Oh my gosh! Well, and actually, it, you still fared better if you ended up with the German version. That's the only one that's censored, but it's also the first and only Star Wars game to get an M rating. <laughs> oh wow! All right, l- actually, let me go get this strange curious. Yes, show us, show right us. Now. I mean, obviously, you listeners will have no idea what it looks like, but we'll describe it for you. We'll use our words. This is going to bump up our followers in the Eastern Europe theater. So I'm excited about that. You know, we should also, you know, try to name drop something else for that they'd like. Um, um, Warface. Um, World of Tanks. All right. So I can't think of any other popular Russian games. Um, Tetris. Death to uh, Tetris. Um, Death to Spies. Cryostasis. I'm out. Okay. Isn't like The Witcher done by Eastern? Uh, that, no, that's Polish, <laughs> Polish, Polish. It's oh, very sorry. Polish. The Poles are actually very proud of having the game exist. So okay. uh, I don't think most uh, copies of the game looked like this when they came out. <laughs> and um, the back is all Cyrillic characters. And oh, yeah? I don't quite understand why. <laughs> I can't quite characters? see it, but it looks nice. Yeah, it's, That's worth holding on to. It's strange. And inside... Everything is in Russian, but there are English instructions so that I can install the game in English rather than other languages. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. And I'm going to assume either this is an official Russian licensed product or a bootleg, but I don't you see... You need to do a playthrough of the Russian version on YouTube. I don't see any copyrights anywhere, so i got to assume... They have a weird bootleg copy of it. So you managed to get a weird Russian bootleg copy with inconsistent... Like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Yeah, and so, all the colors are off on the cover, so like everything's red instead of brown. What year did this game come out? Uh, 2005. Uh, 2004, 2005, yeah. yeah. I think it was the latter... It was originally an Xbox game, I think. And yeah, it, it started on, on Xbox, then it came to PC, and... Um, sorry. Yeah, and it was just one of those like weird games, and I was like... I played the demo. I'm like, I want to play more. <laughs> and you said it's first person. And I remember oh, playing yeah, a first person Star Wars game on the PC before that. I mean, back kind of in the Doom Dark, era. Uh, you might be talking about Dark Forces. Dark Forces. Yeah, yeah. there's a Dark Forces 1 and 2, the I think, right? The very first shooter and then the very first Jedi game. And you got Dark Forces 2. Okay. Yeah, Dark Forces is good. <laughs> but, um... I don't think it would hold up Have well if I went speed back. speed <laughs> for Dark Forces 2. You know, it's not oh, bad. Yeah. Anything based on the Doom engine has actually aged pretty well, mostly. Oh. Yeah. The level design's really good, but you just gotta get over the outdated graphics, and right. you get the speed instead. So, there's that trade-off, less realism, better speed, and you can actually avoid shots and stuff, so... You know, you mentioned Shadows of the Empire. That was one of the first games I ever encountered where it could be a first-person game or a third-person game, depending on how you wanted to do it. Yeah, it was... That's a weird one. That was like 96 or so, I think, when that game was out. It was just after the launch of the N64. I remember getting the brand-new copy of it. 
back in the day with Dash Rendar, who is the most one of the most obscure characters I can <laughs> Dash Rendar. Off the top of my head. His ship everyone knows. What's his ship's name? The Outrider. The it's Outrider. basically Imagine if you cut the Millennium Falcon. 95, 96, 97 is what's on the cartridge. So, there you go. It also Sorry. has one of the most perfectly designed levels in any video game ever. The oh. snow speeder level I hope you're talking about. That one and uh, I think Gaul's Spaceport is the one I'm talking about, though. That one's awesome. I never beat that one. Yeah, that's because it takes... Like the story of my life. That's because the timer on my level playthrough is like 42 minutes or something. <laughs> it's super I, long. I could never beat IG-88. Oh, yeah, the train thing. Yeah, I could get to to him, but I could never beat him. Yeah, I think and a lot of the bosses were like just basically bullet sponges. Yeah, just keep pounding at him. Yeah. So, but I couldn't do it. I just didn't didn't have what it took. I wasn't man enough. <laughs> or you jetpacked your death. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> That's mostly how I remember the game: jumping around like an idiot, jetpacking myself to death. <laughs> but anyway, returning to Republic Commando, it's yes. a FPS with uh, kind of basic squad combat stuff. You know, kind of like what uh, Rainbow Six Vegas was doing okay. like, a little bit afterward. So you can direct others to take cover or to attack a certain area or yeah. something to that effect. But the Very level nice. design is just super tight and it's exciting and things keep changing up. And actually, when people die in your squad, it does affect your ability to actually win the game. So you actually have to take care of them. And they actually do things. They're not just standing around taking shots, looking important yeah. like most AI do. They actually killed enemies and did stuff. And you could have them man turrets and actually support you. Yeah, and they will move away from stuff if they're going to die, which is nice. <laughs> that is nice because AI can sometimes be no fun. Yeah, in they game. can sometimes just stare at you and go, what do I do next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Republic Commando, weird. It's in the bundle. It's in the Humble Bundle, so... If you do want to try it, it's on there. The multiplayer is also basically the closest you can get to a modern Quake type of game. Seriously. I, I, nice. Nice. I think they restored it through Game Ranger. I know that they restored the Battlefront multiplayer and a couple other multiplayers through Game Ranger and Hamachi. But Republic Commando, oh my gosh, if you basically wanted to see Halo, Quake, and Star Wars combined into one experience, play it. Man, I'm sold. Okay. <laughs> I want to go play this again, like, right now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Stop gushing about Republic Commando. Ted, do you have a Star Wars game you would like to talk about? Probably the one that I enjoyed the most and did actually beat. Probably means it was incredibly easy. <laughs> and it's weird to say that it's a, a game that was on the Wii. But The Force Unleashed, the first one... I thought was a lot of fun playing on the Wii with the nunchuck controllers, using them to push back the other people and to uh, oh. wave things around and stuff. It was it was kindly enjoyable. Wow. I sort of liked it. Is it actually like good? Yeah, I thought so. Now I did go back and try to play it on the PS3, and it looked better on the PS3, but I didn't find it to be as much fun as it was when I was playing it on the Wii. I guess that little extra amount of involvement was good for me. Huh. It, it worked for me. Because I've never played The Force Unleashed. I heard mixed things about it. You have not played it? No. I think the story is very good on it. Huh. And That's my a opinion. Too. The first one had a decent story. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the second one. It should have stopped at the first one. 
<laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, no arguments, no arguments. That yeah. that was just no one needed that. No one needed a sequel. <laughs> one more DLC because on PS3, PC, and Xbox, they started doing this whole alternate history campaign where you actually did kill Darth Vader. You're now the main bad guy, and you fight Obi Wan on Tatooine, even after he becomes more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Huh, yes, wow, wow. you fight Obi Wan as a ghost. Yes. And- <laughs> And you beat the ever-loving snot out of Anakin, who is made to be a lot more like kid... Or, or, or Luke, Luke, not Anakin. Oh, you I kill a little Anakin kid? Because you kill he Annie? sounds like if little kid Anakin <laughs> is made into a grown-up. You, you kill already Annie? killed Anakin. Just like in Revenge of the Sith. Because he grew up to be Darth Vader. You don't feel bad for beating up Luke. That's how whiny and annoying they make him sound. <laughs> but what that game, I think, does well is it does give you just a little bit of a feel of what it would be like to have the Force as a power. Yeah. To be able to move, to pick up a stormtrooper and just kind of like, bam, 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 ceiling, floor, wall, wall, and then throw them off somewhere. Because huh. we had a ton of stuff hidden around, and they had that dueling mode. The PSP also was basically the Wii version, but PSP, it had, okay. um, there was a horde mode called Order 66, where you play as a Jedi holding off the clone troopers and progressively fighting bosses. There was a tournament mode where you fought Jedi progressively, like... One of the bo- major challenges would be fight Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon simultaneously. And the final one was fight Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, then fight the Emperor without <laughs> any regeneration to your health. That's a challenge. And there was yes. a quick duel mode where you could just instantly would give you a randomized boss in a level and you could just fight it out. And this was PSP, you said, yeah, right? Yeah, the little nub, I guess, and, and it worked. The controls oh, worked. It worked surprisingly well. Wow. Yeah, it, it even had online multiplayer for four people. That is that is pretty amazing. And that's ad hoc, I it guess? Uh, ad hoc, and there were a couple other things. It doesn't work on Vita, sadly. Here's right. an extra bit of interesting intrigue, which listeners uh, who are fans of Star Wars games will like. The Force Unleashed originally was going to have multiplayer. It's found in the cut files of the PC version. A bunch of modders found it when they were trying to export files. Huh. Apparently, like, one or two features broke before release. They never picked it up again. Apparently, it's still in there. There's tons of powers, like being able to summon Wookiees. Yes, in there. <laughs> yeah. Calling down a bombing strike and all sorts of craziness. And that was going to be a thing in The Force Unleashed, unfortunately. They never made it out. And apparently, they were even bringing back Holocron mode from Jedi Knight. But it never came to be. Yeah, well, sometimes multiplayer add-ons to single-player developed games usually don't turn out, like, great. (laughs) So, like, I'm just thinking Tomb Raider off the top of my head. Like, most people are just going to play Tomb Raider single-player and not play the multiplayer, so... Sometimes it's it's better off if the game. I never played the multiplayer on Tomb Raider. You're talking about the latest one. You did? No. Was it good? I play multiplayer in every title I get. I want to see everything the developers can do and always prefer that developers explore the option rather than not do it ever. Yeah, including Uncharted, your favorite game series. Actually, Co-op's the only thing I like in that. (laughs) Co-op's the one thing I like in that one. Specifically in Uncharted 3. Put it back in the box. Put it back, back, Zachary. Put put it deep inside. (laughs) Just let it fester. Just put it in. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) But seriously, I I actually am about middle rank in Dead Space 2 multiplayer. I was actually one of the main people in the Bioshock 2 PC multiplayer. 2K, by the way, thanks 2K for actually porting it over to Steamworks and giving us all the DLC for free. That was really awesome. Wow. Neat. A special thank you to 2K. 
Yeah, actually, brought to you by Elijah. Actually, when developers put it to PC and then they put all the DLC in, that's actually really cool. Oh yeah, that's always fantastic. Yeah, because uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two has all the DLC included with it. So oh, that, nice, yeah. I didn't know that. And uh, then the modders were like, "Hey, let's get all the weird copyrighted Assassin's Creed Mass Effect costumes." Oh, you can get the, all the unlocked still in there. Yeah, so that was so weird. Also, it was like. This is the last game I think I'd be dressing up as Ezio in as a <laughs> guest costume. I'd like, I expected that from like Rayman Origins. <laughs> it's cool. Okay, now we're really far afield. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's rein it in. So, Force Unleashed for the Wii. That's the most fun I ever had playing Any Star a Wars Star Wars game? game. Yep. Wow. Okay. There's no shame in that, is there? No, no, no. Wow. It's just. It's not something I would expect because I haven't heard a lot of people say The Force Unleashed is the best, but, you know. <laughs> well, I don't want to say it's the best, but it's the one I enjoyed the most. And I think that sometimes that's how it goes. Sometimes you enjoy something that you know is not necessarily the best, yeah. but you enjoyed it anyway. So I, back off. I have plenty of those that I know are not the best <laughs> and right. I enjoy too much. <laughs> All right. So, Elijah, pick one. That isn't Republic Commando, because I already stole it from you. All right. I have to pick the one that I consider the best one that has released. One of the best Star Wars games that has come out. Okay. Also, one last obscure thing. I actually managed to break the Force Unleashed on the Wii. You know that end cutscene that plays in the good guy version? Right. Yeah, it actually loads Starkiller in the same level. Every cutscene's a level, so... You can act. I actually have a glitch now, so that whenever it goes to that during the credit sequence, I can hear myself running around in the level. I got to see it for a brief <laughs> second, and then it went to the credits. But I could now, whenever I hit there now on that save file, it does that. <laughs> the weirdest glitch I've ever had happen. I wish that is it weird. It. Sounds like the best glitch ever. Oh yeah, it's it's fantastic. But um, <laughs> if I have to pick my best one, my favorite one, the one that I honestly consider helped me improve as a writer. And actually, also improved my personal philosophy and understanding of cause and effect. This sounds like uh, Kotor. Is, is it Kotor going to Kotor two? Okay, number two. Not Kotor one. I, I mean, Kotor one's fun, but the completed Kotor two. Yeah, even when I was playing the broken version as a younger kid, it so heavily influenced me. I love it. It is the most ambiguous, most deep and question-provoking Star Wars game that's ever been around. I loved the characters and companions. I still think back to them because they were just so well done. It was so different because no one was how you expected them to be. I mean, you start off with an old woman who seems like she's going to be Obi-Wan, and you start off with this guy who seems like Han Solo. Except the guy who was Han Solo, spoiler alert for a 2005-era game, um, the Han Solo guy was actually originally a Sith assassin, and the old woman is a Sith Lord who actually, however, stopped being a Sith because she actually is basically flipping off both Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. You choose the light side, she criticizes you. You choose the dark side, she criticizes you. She is the perfect neutral and is such a great criticism of the Jedi and Sith, which is one of the things that actually eventually grew to bug me in Star Wars was that no one ever seemed to realize that the Sith and the Jedi are both ineffective extremes of a philosophy instead of just finding a middle ground, which would be much better. Here, here. Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn's like one of the few guys who got this. There's a reason that there are very few gray Jedi in the Star Wars thing, and Kray is like the all-time master of it, and... Okay, I'm just going to go into full spoilers. She's actually trying to get you... She actually sees in you the possibility of killing the Force. 
this is like really far afield from the original Star Wars. <laughs> it is so amazing. And you don't in the original Knights of the Republic, they go all out to make sure that it's iconic locations. You go to Korriban, where the Sith were. You go to Tatooine, because every Star Wars thing has to apparently involve Tatooine. You have to go to um, Kashyyyk with the Wookiees. It's only with Manan and um, with the, the ancient aliens world that you really go anywhere else. In Knights of the Republic 2, you go specifically to expanded universal locations. You go to Duxon and meet the Mandalorians back before they were just Boba Fett clones. And, oh my gosh, is it fantastic, actually, having Mandalore as your companion as well. I Sorry that a bunch of his dialogue got cut, because he apparently was going to comment on the final place, because you go to basically where World War II for Star Wars ended. And huh. you were the main guy there. And that's just, I also love how no one's really good, but no one's really bad. It's just, it's beautiful ambiguity and depth to all the characters. There's like one or two who are specifically evil like there's an evil Wookiee who honestly... <laughs> an evil Wookiee this is like so against type yeah uh, he, they actually wanted to make it so you could potentially turn him to be a Jedi but apparently George Lucas banned any more Wookiee Jedi from existing after they made one of uh, Chewbacca's descendants become a Jedi. There are Wookiees Wookie gone bad yeah there are Oh man, dude you I don't know anything about expanding Wikipedia universe. for fun there is so much obscure things that I know that I don't need to know <laughs> It will never benefit me in life, except for this podcast, so at least it pays off. Yes, Wookiee Jedi. <laughs> this is all you get. <laughs> but yes, and... So many life skills. I know Knights of the Republic 2 did not turn out perfectly, but you guys know me. I don't usually love perfect games. If, if I love a game for being perfect, then it's a very rare one. Knights of the Republic 2... I don't care if it's got warts. It's just, it does so many interesting things that no other Star Wars game has done, except for maybe Republic Commando, because that's the only Star Wars game where you'd know you'd see things like gore and dark humor actually pop up, because Geonosians could explode. And there was even that whole level on the Acclimator ship that's basically like a horror game for the first half of it. This sounds super not Star Wars-like. Was this ever on a console? Knights of the Republic 2 is on Xbox as Xbox, well. Yeah. I highly advise getting the PC version, though, for two reasons. One, there's a lot of restored content. You have no idea what you'd be... We're talking over five hours worth of content was cut from this game, including an entire additional planet. You want to play it on PC. Well, they need to do reason a remastered two, version. Reason number two. There's a total conversion comedy mod. Although I think they made it slightly more serious. Where... It was called the Jedi Masters, and, um, well, for instance, you met a Force Former, who normally looks like a multicolored Jawa, who can turn into anything you want, including a Rancor. And, um, Sign your me first up. companion is your assistant to Sig, who you can constantly, endlessly mock and make fun of, like Dr. House, through the entire mod. <laughs> and there's a droid romance that you can get involved in in either droid break. Droid romance, Okay. <laughs> HK-47 is running an entire planet of droids, and in the original mod, Darth Revan is voiced by Microsoft Bob. Oh, now that's cool. (laughs) Now, in the new version, there's apparently a lot more voice acting. The guy actually got a lot of help, so now apparently the Jedi Masters might be a little bit more serious. It's got a lot more... But this... We're talking... This guy went all out, and it was one guy making one solo effort. He made new cutscenes. He made new worlds. He reused cut assets from other worlds. And 
He made this entire campaign, and he wrote it. Somebody really loves this game. <laughs> yes. Actually, you would not believe the Mars. Also, for Knights of the Republic 1, there's an expansion for it. A fan-made expansion. It's like five to six hours. Um, the Brotherhood of Solomon, Solomon's Revenge. It adds a new companion for while Bascula is captured. Spoilers again for a ridiculously old game. And <laughs> adds other companions that you temporarily get to join with. An entire new bunch of backstory for Revan, and you actually have to fight the original Mandalore that Revan fought. Huh. What are the rules, by the way, for spoilers? I mean, how how long do you have to wait before you can't? I, I'm not really that worried part. because if you're worried about spoilers for games this old, you, you should have just <laughs> yeah. by now. Like if I've I been say hiding like, under a rock in a cave, what's this Kotor? <laughs> like if I say Eris yeah. dies, nobody's gonna like hurt me. I hope. Somebody dies. <laughs> like but, I just um, said, Eris dies. Hey. Sephiroth kills her with a sword. People die all the time. Yeah, that was in 1997. It was 18 years ago. I think we can hit. Yeah, and this, these are like you know near decade old games. Hello, puppy. You know what? The actual statute of limitations is only five years for most stuff. So I. Think... Oh, okay then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> yeah, Revan. It's my business law talking. <laughs> Guess what my dog's name is, by the way. Revan. Gandalf. Oh. Hey, Gandalf. So one of your one of your dogs is named after a character in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and the, the other, other dogs... one is named after a character in Atlas Shrugged. That's correct. They're both literary names. <laughs> How about that? Come on. There's no problem in this. Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I was saying your cat or your dog so, or whatever. So you're going to bring us a Lord of the Rings Atlas Shrug crossover? <laughs> where Gandalf becomes an objectivist. That is a disturbing idea. There's on a lot. So many levels. <laughs> Get yeah. out of my way. I have the right to my own happiness! <laughs> and then Gandalf's walking around going, Who is John Colt? <laughs> you shall not pass this great bargain that I've set a fair price on! <laughs> That's pretty funny stuff right there. Oh, man. goodness. Good job, Good job. You now may be responsible for Atlas Shrugged crossed with Lord of the Rings fan fiction. <laughs> well, we we've started an excellent trend, I think. <laughs> Alright, so KOTOR yeah. 2. Awesome? Yeah. Two yes. Okay. You Better play than... it. Even if it's in the broken form, still play it. So, would somebody who has, like, Zero understanding of expanded universe, other than a few books he read. Would he or she like this? What like, like I have played like ten hours of Kotor. I read a couple of the books back in the day. That's about all I know. So, Uh, somebody who generally knows Star Wars, would they appreciate Kotor too? I think that's a yeah. I played it back when I hardly knew anything about the expanded universe. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think so. I. You know why? Because it's sort of like Lord of Rings in this sense, where you sort of love the world. It, yeah. it doesn't always matter what characters or even what storyline, so much as you're in that world. And, and it sounds so, like that's what it does. It's so cohesive to itself because, as I'm saying, everything's very tied into itself and its got own things. Really, other than the backstory of Knights of the Republic, there's. Not that much you're actually going to be missing out on. It, it's very on its own thing. It doesn't directly tie into anything that would later happen in the Star Wars movies. And I think that's partially to its benefit is that Obsidian, not Bioware, by the way, it was Obsidian who made it, which is why 
I immediately knew the second that they made Fallout New Vegas. Okay, I know which Vegas Fallout game I'm playing. Because <laughs> um, apparently they, uh, they actually had the same lead writer. So it was like, okay, someday I'm playing this. <laughs> and once again, it's an RPG that got rushed out and it's partially broke. <laughs> that happened a lot with PC RPGs. Yeah, unfortunately, Obsidian has really, really bad quality assurance. Like, uh, in anything that Troika Games released <laughs> was, like, the buggiest, worst thing on Earth when it was first released. What if we turn this around in our Star Wars talk to what is the worst Star Wars game you've ever played? Mm, kind of. Uh... You know, I really loved uh, Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy myself, but I don't think I'd go back and play them. Even though, because I think there are other games that do the whole, like, lightsaber thing better. Because mm-hmm. now they just look, like, um, super clunky. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. It looks like an FPS where they just kind of jammed everybody in the third person. And then everybody's, like, swinging lightsabers like this. And it just, it looks like they're holding paper swords or something. Speaking as someone who recently actually played um, those two... You're definitely right on Jedi Academy. Jedi Academy has aged horribly. Although there is one thing I will link you to. There is a bit of crude humor to it, but um, someone made Jedi Knight Academy re-edited Eagle Strike. It's a full-on parody. There are lost references and all sorts of things. They make fun of Rosh Pennon endlessly. There's even a holiday special for this thing. It actually got so popular. <laughs> Jedi Academy is just a weird game. and I remember it being weird when I played it, and I don't think it'd be any better playing it now. Outcast is really good. The second one's actually pretty good. And the original was is neat, and like I said, you need to watch it when it's being speedrun. When it's being speedrun, it is so weird. Yeah, the dark. most recent thing they did for charity, it's like mm-hmm. there's so many ways the game breaks because of force powers and things that they've figured out. The guy finished it in 20 minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, the dedication uh, for speedrunning. Yeah. But um, do you guys ever remember uh, Yoda's desktop adventures? Oh, I remember seeing the Windows-based like, computers. I saw <laughs> it in, and I was like, I want to play this so bad. It was I'm, horrible. I'm like, not even kidding. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it was bad. It was horrible. So that's my vote. Even though I, I played it for probably a total of thirty-five seconds before I was like, ugh, why did they, you know they just made a bad game and put a little Star Wars lingo in it? It was it was bad. They actually made an Indiana Jones one too. Yeah, Seriously. that was a little better, wasn't it? Though, or maybe it was. I forget. I forget. I just remember seeing them both in the Luke Star's catalog. I think I still have that somewhere. I just would look through it as a kid, mesmerized. Um, Wait a minute. There's there's a Game Boy Color version of this Yoda thing. Oh, I think yeah, but it's limited. It's got less missions, less variety. So it's like an even worse version, version of a bad game. <laughs> People actually reuse the assets for games that people have liked, though. Let's take an already bad game and make it slightly less worse. Yeah, so we've made your choice worse just by thinking of where else it was released. Uh, My pick for worst one. I'm kind of actually torn. There are plenty of bad Star Wars games. Well, well, yeah, I know there's like Masters of Terra's Kazi or anything, but really... Oh, it's so good. Terra's Kazi is so good. You can play as the pig guy. And whore! And whore. Which is not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> it literally is the name they gave a Tuscan Raider who is the skinniest Tuscan Raider <laughs> you've ever seen. Um, but I'm torn between that and I kind of actually want to say Empire War. I think it's one of the worst ones I've actually played. Really, when I'm thinking of the worst ones I've ever actually played, because just 
the space battles are fun, but it's just so horribly balanced. Especially in the hero department. The Empire just sucks by comparison to the Rebellion. And um, when you add in the Forces of Corruption, the Pirate Faction, all of their heroes can invisibly go to any other planet, land there, and one of them can constantly respawn a Rancor as a unit. So when you're fighting against the AI, even on medium difficulty, you can just be like, okay, Rancor, kill as much as you can. Huh. Okay, he killed them. Okay, build a bunch of structures to defend us. Uh, fast forward. Go kill out more stuff. Just do this endlessly. So, but you, so you would say that Empire War is worse than I'm not saying episode it's worse than one. I'm, t- I'm going by the <laughs> worst game I have played. That's Star Wars. Terrace Kazi worse than Episode I, One? Are you sure it's not? I'm playing the Phantom Menace Episode One. I would say I'm actually kind of enjoying it more than Empire War. Oh goodness! <laughs> Please help me. The, the Empire or the Episode One game is not the best. <laughs> it's not the best, but I, I still I don't know why, but I can enjoy it. Kind of, it's reminding me of Blades of Time, which I I, I know that some people, some people are waiting to hear my review on that. Huh, and there was an I, Episode Three game too, right? Oh, that one I actually really like. There's that one the is duels. Weird. It's like. The Force Unleashed, in that the duels are fantastic. Hmm. Only problem is the non-dual combat really is not nearly as good. But the duels themselves, when the game doesn't break, I actually had Sylin Drog break and just start running off into. Was that a the wall. game based on Episode Three? Yeah, yeah. Yes, oh, I played that. Yeah, yeah. License and the dual mode is a lot. Right. You actually would like the dual mode, Zach. You would actually really like it because it's kind of like Soul Calibur. It's a full dueling mode, and you can even unlock old Obi Wan and full on Darth Vader. And relive the battle from A New Hope. Although it's a lot more epic because everyone's whirling around and using Episode 3 moves. <laughs> Man, you know what? They should, like... Basically, Disney should just license Star Wars out to some developer that's really good at action games. Wink, wink. And they should just ma- remake all the Star Wars games in a row. Just do all Jedi things, okay? That would work. You can skip Academy. We won't mind. Yeah, we could skip that. Yeah, I don't fun. think that's going to happen, Zachary. No, it's not. It's a fun idea. You know, like, because we well, could really make a really good game with a lightsaber. People keep expecting Visceral to do that. My only reason for being worried is Amy, Amy Henning is now directing it. And for those of you who don't know, she directed Uncharted. What is Visceral also, Games? What did Visceral she, Games make? Visceral Games is famous for the series that I probably like way too much. Dead Space. They also, unfortunately, also made Army of Two, and they made the kind of middling Dante's Inferno, which... <laughs> oh, they made Dante's Inferno! I hate that game! It's so <laughs> much bad! <laughs> yeah, I only got, like, three levels in, trust me, I understand. You know what? That game is like, oh, look, here's a cool thing about hell. Now here's this arena. Now fight a million things for, like, 50 minutes. And that's the whole game. Over and over and over again. Well, that's basically God of War in a sense, so it's not like they were, you know, going far from their source material. But they just did God of War had the, the God of War had the good sense to disguise the fact that it was a bunch of interconnected events. Other games by Visceral, uh James Bond 007, Agent oh. Under Five. Oh yeah. That, that was back under fire. That was back when they were still Redmond too. Uh, that's, um, they did a bunch of stuff as Redmond. Huh. They also yeah. made the original Mafia game, or uh, the Godfather. In fact, believe it or not, Dead Space is running on an engine meant for the Xbox. The they did a lot Xbox. of Lord of the Rings games too. Yeah, they did some Lord of the Rings games. Which ones? 
Uh, I'll tell you right now. It was uh, the Return of the King. Yeah, that's from, good. Uh, on you know on all the PlayStation Two, Xbox, GameCube, and all that stuff. Uh, Lord of the Rings: The Third Age, which I think was oh that was actually pretty fun. My strategy, strategy right? Yeah, when it's a role playing game. I think. Yeah, it's basically Final Fantasy X, and my friend um, actually loaned it to me for a little bit. I need to get it back. I started playing it. It's fun, and you basically are like five minutes behind the Fellowship, but you do get to fight alongside <laughs> Gandalf against the um, the giant creature. I can't think of its name right now. Tolkien fans are ready to shoot me the yeah, by creature. the bridge. The giant demon thing with the flight. Uh, Bal Balrog. Balrog. The Balrog. The Balrog. The Balrog. It does <laughs> say here also what they call visceral games. Uh, the very last thing to be announced. They're working on an untitled oh. Star Wars game. They're working on an untitled Star Wars game. Bioware is supposedly working on something as well. Oh. I sincerely doubt it's going to be the canceled Kotor 3 that was in the works. Which basically got used uh, as... My guess is they, they're in some deal with Disney and this, whatever game they're working on is going to be a tie-in to one of the next... But they have Battlefront games. for that! Yeah, well... They have Battlefront for that! Well, whatever the actual game, the movie will be, whether it's good or if it's just going to be another J.J. Abrams time-traveling mystery-a-thon, um, <laughs> it'll probably I be okay. Not. Not I just, that I mind that, but uh, you know they better. He better not do it again. And then all the then there'll be music and dynamic camera angles, and then you'll go, okay, the movie ended. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I got to tell you this about the, the upcoming Star Wars, and and matter of fact, then I got to go soon because my dogs are bugging me. They want me to walk them, but uh, I have not seen a single trailer. I have not heard anything about plot or anything like that, and I'm really doing my best to save any kind of outside knowledge for the upcoming Star Wars movie, so I know nothing about it. I really want to try to see we'll it say nothing, man. fresh. Yeah, we'll, we'll Not say that nothing. I, you know, yeah. heard anything. I say nothing. I know nothing. Okay. Good. So, so to give, to, to sideway, to get us to a quick theology angle on this. Okay. I think the reason why people like playing Star Wars games, regardless of whether they're good, bad, or whatever, mm-hmm. is the experience of being part of the Star Wars world, right? Like, Star Wars was pretty much a phenomenon back when it came out in 1977. It was, and I was part of that as yeah. a boy, for sure. Everybody wanted Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars was like the, it's like part of our cultural lexicon yeah. at this point. All time. I can say is I went to see it in 77, and I was 10 years old. And it's the only time, the first time, rather, that I came out of a movie theater and I said, I have got to see this again. <laughs> you know, any other movie I'd ever seen was just like a one-time experience. But there was something magical about it. I mean, everybody was captivated by it. Yeah. So go it's ahead. A movie of magic <laughs> for a lot of people. I mean, you know, kind of. I saw it on VHS back in the day, so maybe right. I don't have like the same level of attachment to seeing it in theaters and all that. I mean, I went and saw the special editions, mm-hmm. but I think even then, just a lot of people ended up with Star Wars, loving Star Wars, right? Right. It's kind of like this thing where we kind of can all connect to it because we all know Star Wars in some sense, whether we're just kind of like on the surface fans like me or we have Elijah who knows like way too much. Yeah. I used to literally watch the VHS like weekly. So <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you I had the same impact that, it te- that Ted got with the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's uh, cool. It gives people a, a basis for common discussion around, you know. Like lightsabers. <laughs> it does. And it certainly is gives the hope that good will ultimately conquer evil, even though the universe has got it too equally balanced 
elements of the force against each other and really balance is the most critical thing but yet it always seems like good is the side that really ultimately wins so and it's actually one of the few science fiction things that's very pro-spirituality and things yeah. like that because really it emphasizes that there is a good and a bad to a religion but that you need it and that without it you're lost in chaos that you need something to believe in that you need to have something to have open they even you know they ended up naming episode 4 a new hope yeah it's true. Which is very cool. <laughs> yep. And um, sometimes what you believe is important. It's not just that you believe something, but what you believe. Because, you know, Vader was pretty sincere, but he was sincerely wrong in a lot of the stuff yeah. he did. <laughs> they cover both the... They show yeah. the light and the dark side. So you yeah. see, yeah. sometimes... Neither one of them is the one you want to be, really. Yeah. Yeah. But in a way that's like accessible to a common audience. Yeah, which is it why opens up a door to talk about even such things like that, you know. So I'm not going to say it, you know, led me to faith in Christ or anything no. like that. But uh, it, it at least kind of opened my mind to a world larger than the one that I was living in. There was there seemed to be an invisible world uh, at work that would tell you to turn off your computer rangefinder. So that you could shoot down a three-foot-wide exhaust port. Yeah, and then Alec Guinness would talk to you, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be totally cool. That's a, You know what? Uh, I just had this stupid memory, and it has nothing to do with Star Wars, but I remember one time being in a, a friend's house, and we're like, I really think if you just believe something hard enough that you can make it happen. And we were like, yeah, we're going to do that. So I said, I believe that I'm going to be able to fly. So I got on the edge of his porch, and I was like, I believe I'm going to fly. I believe I'm going to fly. And then I dove off. It was about three feet above the ground and landed, like, on my face in the dirt. And I was like, hmm, I guess even if you really believe something, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. No, you got to think about the right way. <laughs> yeah. Point made. <laughs> I don't know. Now, it would be awesome if that had happened and I had started to fly. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. You were trying but, to use the forest for your own selfish gain. Yeah, I was. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I wasn't using the forest for the yeah, right purpose. You can only lift X-Wings with your mind if you <laughs> think about it. The forest hit me in the face and left me with a mouthful of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for the Star Wars heavy podcast. Wow. I, You know what? I never expected to do a podcast about Star Wars, but... You know what? Here we are. Here we are. We've done it. We've done we it. We struck. We won. We accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> because there is a new hope. Yeah, in Jesus. That's right. Which is so, awesome. <laughs> so please give generously to the Theology Gaming Podcast. Yeah, if, if we had a donation button or anything like that. Uh, yeah, click on <laughs> it several times. <laughs> we have no donation button because I am self-sufficient at the moment. So. Way to go, accountant man. Yeah. Yes, I handle money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this has been the Theology Gaming Podcast. Thanks to Ted and Elijah for joining me talking about a lot, a whole lot of stuff. Pleasure joining you, man. That's right. If you'd like to see more of Wildman Ted, you can go to wildmanted.com where he just posted about Halo 4. Wow. I'm blogging again. You're I'm back blogging. in the game. You're back here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And if you'd like to see more of Elijah, whatever your last name is, because every time I think it's a different thing. 
is beam. B e a h m, man. Yeah, like a bean or a a beam in a like a laser beam. Like a beam, but with an H. Yeah, because it's German, and because Germans don't like to make things. Uh, and I watched some Elijah's videos on YouTube. He's the oh, yeah. something gamer. What is it? Unabridged gamer. Unabridged yes, gamer. gamer on there. I also am, as I said at the beginning, editor in chief of our stream game. So you want to see my stuff there? I also write for Game Skinny again. I'm finally contributing back to them again. I'm actually excited for a little column that I've got coming up soon. Nice. Okay. Uh, where can we find you on Game Skinny? Do I have to like? Um, uh, I can send you the link real quick. All right. Well, this will be in the description somewhere, I'm sure. Yes. Well, actually, it right. goes right to my profile. It actually, that was oh. one of my articles, so you can go right to my profile from there. I'll be right at the bottom. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Good, good. And I have something to say. Yes. Zachary. Yes. I'm your father. No! <laughs> That's impossible! <laughs> I don't know how that happens. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's J.J. Abrams in his time travel. That's how it happened. <laughs> That's the best scene in the whole movie. I really felt it. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> and I think we killed it forever for everybody else by doing that. No, no, I will never turn to the dark side. I'll be a Jedi like my father was before me. Or something like that. I don't know where he said That's in the last, the last one. Anyway, cut the cut the. Podcast. All right, we gotta cut this. Okay. Also, uh, give us a five star rating and all that stuff on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to us. Tell it to all your friends. We're running out of time. Ah! Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe. <laughs>